Hello, and welcome to the Will to Thrive podcast, Stories of Resilience. I am Lisa, your host, and today on the podcast, I have a special guest. My brother, Adrian, is here with me today, and he has an exciting story to share um, about a new jewelry business that he has just opened up and his journey to get there. So I'm going to just dive right in. And But before I do that, I just got to say, thank you, Adrian. Um, I know this is a very courageous thing to do. And I just want to share that I really respect that the courage to come on this podcast and share your story of resilience. And I really appreciate that. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And my question for you is, what is what has led you to open your jewelry business? And I know it's been a journey. So kind of share a little bit about your story, about how you got there and why you started this business. We'll start a little bit in the present and then I'll back up a bit. Um, sure. So during COVID, actually, uh, during the pandemic, I actually had the best success with my physical and mental health. Um, my mental health improved dramatically. And um, with my physical health, I... Um, Due to my mental health, I ended up getting IBS from one of the medications I was on. Very, very chronic to the point of having diarrhea every day for over a year. Wow. And um, yeah, I mean, it was at the point where I, you know, this is kind of crude, but I look in the mm-hmm. and see my pills and go, how is this effective? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I've fortunately had a very great GI doctor and um, I've been put on medications and been doing uh, the low FODMAP diet. And between that and... Um, I've gotten things under control to where I felt that I could actually progress and um, actually start my own business, which is awesome. And It is um, awesome. So um, the journey to get there, though, before that was about an 18-year journey. And um, uh, I used to be very outgoing, and um, mm-hmm. I used to be very outdoors, or outdoorsy type person. I love rock climbing, extended backpacking trips, kayaking, etc., and then on one of our um, our trips, we actually went, uh, my friend and my brother and I went off a 50-foot cliff and um, I got what's called a double bump concussion. And I've had many concussions throughout my life, um, some pretty serious ones, uh, one of which yeah. was a horse snapped a six-inch post and swung like a maze and it connected with my forehead and sent me back flying about six to eight feet and landed on my ass and my got up and rode anyways but um all these hits to the head uh, kind of took their toll and yeah. basically the car accident triggered mental health issues and mm-hmm. initially they thought it was ptsd um so mm-hmm. i was uh, having nightmares and uh ptsd is usually um <clears throat> it can be any serious event it's often thought of with soldiers and war um it can also be people that have um gone through a stressful or um, situation, even, you know, like an earthquake or something like that. Right. It can trigger PTSD for some people. Um, so I had chronic anxiety. Um, I wasn't taking cognitively very well initially after the accident. Uh, and, uh, they did lots of, of testing. And <clears throat> the biggest factors for me were the depression, mm-hmm. social anxiety. Yeah. And then due to the, those being on medication triggered the IBS, those three together, was just one hell of a combination. Um, yeah. I mean, picture yourself on a bus, busy during rush hour with diarrhea oh in your mind going, where's the closest public washroom? Yeah, that's a nightmare. Uh, yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, right? uh, yeah it's awkward. In today's society. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah. beyond that, um, basically, um, I've done many things to keep myself busy. And, um, and I have worked off and on. Uh, I haven't been totally idle and I've done taking courses. And through um, when I was camping, um, started getting into crystals and meditation and uh, did some rock hounding and found a bunch of quartz points, uh, some pyrite cubes and some other crystals as well. And I love building things. I've always been a do-it-yourself guy. I love, I love, you ask people, I build the weirdest stuff, um, you know, from <laughs> power kites to, so I, I sew. And um, yeah, so I took a silversmithing course at BCC and I loved it. And I ended up um, taking a second course and I started as a hobby and I was selling my jewelry and people liked it. And through some circumstances, I got connected with some nuns in uh, the Dominican nuns in uh, Squamish. And they were grateful enough to host my jewelry in their gallery. And awesome. so I actually sold quite a few pieces. And there was a point though there where I thought that um, I wasn't quite ready to take it to the next step. Uh, and so I backed off and five years later, there I am taking it to the next step. That's awesome. Which is starting a business. And what is the name of your jewelry business? The name of my business is The Mindful Jeweler. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, and I picked it because um, I'm not always mindful. And uh, I definitely um, I deal with some chronic pain issues, chronic back pain. And uh, unfortunately, currently at the moment, what I'm dealing with is um, I flared up both my arms. And uh, so to produce my jewelry, I really need my arms. And yes. I just, I have to back off a bit and, uh, and work a little bit less, a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. um, but basically what I'm getting at is I try to be as mindful as possible. Um, and whether that's that I'm at the bench and my shoulders are getting tense and then I kind of take a breath and relax. And right. throughout, throughout my whole mental health journey, um, I think the biggest focus for me has always been the breath. Mm -hmm. The breath. breath, yeah. Uh, just coming back to it. Just yeah. let it go. And, um, you know, for me, when I had chronic social anxiety, one of the hardest things was even um, just going to the grocery store and talking to a teller. Yeah. That, for me, was a huge challenge and for many, many, many years. And I actually um, became addicted to nicotine. And so even just to get my cigarettes, which I wanted, one of my cigarettes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would be very difficult for me just to order because with my anxiety, I'd get very quiet mm -hmm. and I would mumble. And when you mumble and you're quiet, someone says, what? <laughs> what yeah. are you saying? Yeah. And then I get more anxious and, and then it would build up. Um, there was a time actually where it was a lot worse than just anxiety. I had panic attacks and that was more like a panic disorder. So full yeah. blown panic attacks, you know, like you think you're having a heart attack and you know, people probably had familiar uh, symptoms as this and um but it kind of morphed just into social anxiety and the depression has mostly been managed pretty well um i don't know if you want to lead into the next question with that one lisa or... yeah have you ever had suicidal ideation and and warning this is content is very deep and we do talk about suicide i should have mentioned that in the beginning but um right. yeah, yeah have you ever had had suicidal ideation in your depression yeah, yeah so i have and uh, i didn't actually make any attempts and i'm not to belittle anybody that has made attempts uh, um uh, i've actually lost uh, a few people i knew to suicide and mm -hmm. uh i found it very challenging uh, myself to kind of get through that 
And um, yeah, mine, mine was, um, I think the first time was situational, you know, it was, it was so low. My head was so screwed up in the accident and, uh, and, you know, I can't even, there's a point where I can't even cross the street. Like, like yeah. I couldn't even walk across the street. Like I was yeah. petrified. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so the negative thoughts would keep in and, yeah. um, I reached out, so I reached out and I got help before anything became serious. That's really um, good. But, uh, and then the second time was actually, you know, I was starting to use a little bit of, uh, I was using cannabis to self-medicate and, mm-hmm. and then I also went cold turkey off my medications, which is never right. a good idea. I recommend yeah. anybody that does do it to, um, to do it supervised, uh, just yeah. a better way to go. Cause, um, yeah, this was pretty powerful. Yeah. Now. Is it a daily task to want to be here or to live here, or have you really right now? Um, Absolutely yeah. not. No, I love yeah. it. No, okay. it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. in the past, you know, there was yeah. definitely a struggle. Yeah. And those are the times where basically I had to reach out and get help because um, I think for me, um, I think the scariest thing for me about suicidal ideation is that mm, one, you're concerned taking your own life, and then yeah. two. Um, I think I would probably get the job done and that's what scares me the most is that if yeah. I have to go through with it, that yeah. would be it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think it is important to reach out and, and important to be aware of where you're at. Absolutely. And, um, and I think, uh, anybody that can do that, there is help available. So there are, there are crisis lines, there are helplines. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have family and friends that you're close with, you can let them know. And that's what I've done many times. Absolutely. And I think, you know, even though I was so low at that time, uh, with time and, uh, you know, like time heals all wounds, it's kind mm-hmm. of, uh, yeah, yeah with, it, with time and, and healing and, and, and change of um, situations, you know, you can, true. Get, you can get out of that state. For it's sure. true. So, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the thing that I, I really want to emphasize is that when we inner, we're in a depression or we're in a dark place, we forget that it, it ends and then it gets better. Like that, that depression will go away. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. One day at a time. Exactly. Absolutely. And I say the journey for me is always kind of, you know, it's like a graph, right? And you know, it starts down here and then it comes up, dips, comes up, dips, but you know, it's always been a climbing journey for me. Yeah. I'm I'm up here now and I hope to get up there. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, um, do you what do you think about stigma around mental health because there's often yeah talk. i didn't uh, i wish i had more time to think about this to put it out yeah. there but my, my my view is i mean in the media yeah someone says they have mentally ill and they think you're a crazy person and you're going to be mm-hmm. doing bizarre things it's not to say that people with mental health don't do bizarre things right and i think it can be stressful and it can be awkward at times mm-hmm. um but i think that the stigma is that if anybody knows you're dealing with something, whether it be depression, anxiety, whatever your label is. And, and as far as labels go, I think they're terrible. Mm. Um, and and I think uh, they do change. There are sometimes things that are specific mm-hmm. um, and you do fall into that category, but then there are some where you might have tendencies at different things and you're, everybody's so individual. Right, everybody um, is. Everybody's so individual that, um, yeah. And I think the thing is with stigma is that you're damaged right you're damaged and, and something's off with you 
um, but it's invisible. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the hard things about it is that it is invisible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I'm not, this is, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but basically I've always thought about this one myself is I'd almost rather be in a wheelchair. And so that I, someone in a wheelchair could tell me whether, you yeah. know, maybe yeah. I definitely don't want to be in a wheelchair. But, yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm getting at is that it's visible. You know, someone yeah. sees someone in a wheelchair, they hold the door open for them. Yeah. And I'm through. But yeah. with the mental health illness, it's not always visible. Right. Right. And and you can't tell what's uh, mm-hmm. going on in someone's head. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think just, the, I think the thing with stigma is the more we can talk about it yeah. and have the conversation. Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's the key. Yes. And pe- then people can understand what it's like and, and it's so many people do struggle. So, so, so just the more we talk about it, the more p- people feel less alone. And I think that's, what's really important. Yeah. It, it's so common that, uh, the, the statistic on me, but it, it, at like least one in five or yeah, one in four. At, least at some point someone's life, they dealt with depression or they dealt mm-hmm. with this or that. Yeah. Uh, everybody goes through something. And for some people, yeah. it's just a little more chronic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so there's, there's just, yeah. Yeah. What kind of things do you do for uh, good mental wellness for mental health? So kind of lame, but uh, routine. Uh, I you find know, routine's is, good. Routine is huge. Um, mm-hmm. I find that uh, having a regular bedtime and definitely getting enough sleep. Sleep is huge. Um, I think your brain needs that rest and, and body as well. And um, so I typically have regular bedtimes. Um, well, two and a half years now, my family's been doing uh, mindfulness, I'm sorry, mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. at uh, around 10 p.m., uh, give or take, and we usually check in, see how we're doing, and, and then we do uh, 10 minutes of mindfulness. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool because you can kind of see how you're doing that day. You know, you mm-hmm. might be fidgety, you might be mm-hmm. um, thinking of all yeah. kinds of stuff, and then you realize yeah. that you're thinking all kinds of stuff. A lot of times you just... Yeah, you really just kind of get into it, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. true. It's true. Yeah. yeah, I've joined a couple of times, and it's funny, like just the silence. You're you're in silence for so long; it feels really long and quiet. And I I realize how it's hard for me to sit in silence now. I'm so used to listening to music or a podcast or something. Listen, that thing for me actually is is to have some alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is is uh, important for me. I, I like to unwind. Um, in music, music is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has got everybody has something, but for me, music. Yes. And or and or nature, uh, being on nature yeah. for a walk in nature. But I like to, yeah. I like to, music. Sometimes I actually like to get into the emotion with the music. Like so, if I'm actually yes. feeling sad, I want to listen. Yeah. To music and just yeah. Feel like, um, I think that's important. And um, other times I'll put on some music that's just kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's great. That's great. Do you have any suggestions for families to help with um, breaking stigma or for mental health? Yeah, again, that's a hard one. Um, mm. I know. I not being judgmental and not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not jumping patient. to conclusions, maybe. Yeah, not jumping to conclusions, being patient. I think mean, mm. patience is a really huge one. Yeah. Because. It, you know, if someone's literally just gone through maybe um, a psychotic episode or something like that, it can take time 
for them to come down and to kind of get a baseline. Mm -hmm. uh, it can take a few medications to kind of get them stabilized and um, somewhere where they're moving on a better path. Um, so patience and um, educate yourself. Yeah, I think educating, yeah. you know, yeah. looking to it. There's, there's lots of resources. And yeah. um, um, I think for younger people, uh, EPI, early psychosis intervention is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they do a very good, good education program. program. Um, yeah, and, then and then maybe specifics if it's, if it's depression, look into mood disorders or look into, mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think um, give it time, be patient and, uh, and listen. Yeah, listening's huge. Just listening and not giving advice all the time, but just listening, being there, being a companion. Yeah, those are great. And um, you were going to mention, we were talking earlier before we started filming um, and recording um, about living on the poverty line in a first world country. Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, obviously it's nothing compared to starving, um, like literally starving, not eating, but um, it's tough. You know, and I, I don't, I wish I had the article handy, but I heard something about basically people are committing suicide because of mm. being so poor. Right. Um, and um, typically people on disability or EI. And, um, mm, that's so sad. Yeah, it, it is. And, uh, but it is really tough to not have money, mm -hmm. to not be feeling well. Yeah. And to literally just be scraping by, uh, yeah. barely putting food on the table. Um, you know, you're potentially not eating healthy because you can't afford the good food, you know? Um, and uh, if you have any kind of habit, whether it be a nicotine habit or something, which is very expensive, I mean, don't recommend it. I've been clean for almost three years now. And, mm -hmm. um, but if you have a nicotine habit, that's very expensive. And, and for me, when I was, um, uh, you know, I would choose cigarettes over food. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, it's to the point of where even, you know, you don't have money for entertainment or um, going out and socializing with friends, family. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it, it has improved a little bit over the years. And mm -hmm. um, there are resources, resources out there like the food bank, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but it is not easy. And uh, if you're not doing well to come from a place where you're not, supported financially to improve mm -hmm. it's very very tough to get out of that rut so yes uh congrats and, and to anybody that does and uh there's some good supports out there um so definitely reach out and yeah absolutely and now going back to your business you started a jewelry business the mindful jeweler you sell rings earrings Basically, you're you're creating your whole stock right now, right? Starting, so I have just starting I, I, up, and I yeah. had a slow start, and I ended up um, switching studios, and um, and then I, I injured my arms, like I said, and right. trying to take yeah. it easy at the moment. Um, but yeah. I am um, creating rings and then earrings as well, yeah, and then uh, I'm hoping to do pendants, and mm. um, yeah, we'll see where it takes me. And I enjoy it; it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I I'm enjoy wearing your earrings I'm at that the you fun made. Stage, so yeah. 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 And if people want to find you on um, Instagram or 
online? Where can they find you? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit mixed up. Um, I got the Mindful Jeweler, so the Mindful Jeweler BC uh, for Instagram, and okay. um, I'm Mindful Jeweler on Facebook. Okay. And uh, you can find me at www.themindfuljeweler.ca. And I find it works the best actually if you can just Google it is to put the space, mindful space, jeweler. Yeah. And it comes up the best in the search results. But. That is awesome. It's so exciting. I know yeah, a exciting. lot of people will love wearing your jewelry. I have a ring. I have earrings. I have a necklace charm that I love wearing. Um, I think I was one of your biggest you <laughs> customers, of customers <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I would love that. And um, wow. So you've, you've just mentioned so many awesome things on here about being able to come through such a difficult time where you were in an accident, you struggled with uh, depression and like maybe PTSD, what they thought at first. And going through medication changes and, um, you know, and you've now come out healthy from an addiction to nicotine and everything like that. Um, those are huge wins and, and, and huge successes. Um, it's, it's amazing that you, you've overcome all those difficulties in your path, those obstacles that have come up and, uh, you keep on going. So I just, I just want to congratulate you for, you know, doing so well and starting a business, like that's a huge venture. You're an entrepreneur, you know, carving your way in the world, a small business. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on my podcast and sharing your story with the listeners. And um, I'm so excited to have you on here. It's just, it's been great. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa. And I think you say it the best. It's the will to thrive. It really yeah. is, you know. Yeah. You have the will to thrive. You just you're gonna you're gonna do well. And you're gonna yeah. you're gonna excel. Just just yeah. wait. if you have the will to thrive, that's everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any last things to say on the podcast? Thanks for having me. Um, if you would like to, you know, there's there's definitely yeah. charities that you can donate to for mental health. I wish I yes. had Sandy, but yes. um, you can donate to mood disorders. You can donate for research. There's been lots of research on the brain. That's right. Um, to a food bank to help somebody mm -hmm. out and uh maybe it's just calling someone up to even talk to in a while and just having a list of and saying hi yeah that's that's amazing that's good oh well thank you again adrian and I'll, me, yeah. I'll probably have you back on you know when you're got a, all the stock and you know just to. yeah i'd love to have you back so thank you so much thank you all right everybody thanks for listening to the will to thrive <laughs>